0: Lawyers for Jesus. Good afternoon, welcome to Lawyers for Jesus Radio and today we'll be discussing a number of uh, topics, uh, including how local churches can help redeem the culture with Pastor Kurt Wiggins of Pathway Community Church in Elmhurst, Illinois. I'm Noel Steir, I'm an attorney and a partner at the law firm Malcolm Baker in Chicago. We're Christian attorneys that focus on serving the body of Christ with all of its legal needs. We do everything from zoning to estate planning, not pre- nonprofit administration to religious freedom work. You can find out more about us by going to maukbaker.com, M-A-U-C-K-B-A-K-E-R.com, or call us, 312-726-1243. You can also follow us on Facebook and Twitter to keep up to date on developments in the law and in faith. Today, our guest is my friend and pastor, Kurt Wiggins, pastor of Pathway Community Church in Elmhurst. Kurt, glad to have you. Thanks, Noel. It's great to be here. Uh, first of all, tell us a little bit about Pathway uh, Community Church, its mission in Elmhurst, and uh, how you get, how you got started there.
1: Yeah, well, it's hard to believe uh, we're going to be coming up on 11 years this fall. Where we started uh, in 2005 as a church plant in Elmhurst, and uh, we started with uh, 40 people. And from there, God's just been growing us, and we've seen some exciting things happening. Uh, we started with the vision that God gave us to reach every lost person in the region with the gospel, to redeem the culture in practical ways, and to reproduce disciples and churches. And, uh, yeah, it's been a, a fun journey, uh, challenging at times, but exciting along the way, and God's just done some amazing things.
0: Well, I'd like to get into all of that, but I think let's focus on the redeeming the culture aspect. You have a local church uh, in, a, in a nice community in Elmhurst, and so maybe there are pastors out there or people that are saying, well, how does a, a local community church Help redeem the culture. What have you done? What have you seen? What have you tried to do with your members?
1: You know, early on, that was a challenge we faced as well. as, you know, it, because there aren't a lot of obvious felt needs in a uh, white middle class suburban community like Elmhurst. Uh, but as we prayed uh, over over the years, God led us to a relationship with CareNet Crisis Pregnancy Services of DePage, and uh, just through getting to know Barbara Singer and developing a friendship with her. Begin to pray that the Lord might use us in some practical, concrete way to to make a difference in the culture, in the, the fight against abortion, and to see uh, see pro life cause move forward and take ground in Elmhurst.
0: Okay, so what does that look like? I mean, obviously you can support CareNet, you can raise funds for CareNet, but is there anything else that you guys have done, uh, you know, where you're getting your members involved? What did it look like? Where did it go from there?
1: Yeah, well, through the relationship with Barbara Singer, a uh, couple years of talking, meeting, praying together, learning more about Care Net, them getting to know us, the um, Lord just put on my heart to start to pray that we might be able to provide a crisis pregnancy office in Elmhurst for especially women that are considering having an abortion, are unsure, they have an unplanned pregnancy, what to do about that. So I started to pray about it, and along the way, God led us to enter into a formal partnership with CareNet that we were able to provide space now for them to have a crisis pregnancy center in Elmhurst out of our pathway office.
0: Okay, so there's actually a CareNet office in your office.
1: Yeah, we we have an office in downtown Elmhurst that our church rents and we use and uh, we meet sunday mornings in the york theater at 9:30 but during the week we hang out at the office and that's where ministry happens and so we're able to provide space there for them to be able to use to provide their services to the community
0: so how when you and the elders went to the church about this idea about hosting a carenet crisis pregnancy center in your church office how did the congregation respond how did how did you help them connect the dots because this seems a little bit uh, perhaps far a field from what most people would think of when they would go to go to church.
1: Yeah, it didn't start out uh, like oh, day one, let's do an office uh, for CareNet. You know, the partnership initially we needed a point person from our church because you know, obviously, I got a lot of things on my plate. I can't do everything, and so we started to pray and ask God to raise up a point person, and and He led up uh, led us to a, a woman in our church, Barb Moliner, who has a heart for. Uh, women and and for the unborn, and so first of all, I raised her up uh, to make that happen and then, uh, as we just began to pray more about this, what we realized was well one of the big needs in order to even do something like this is an ultrasound machine sure uh, today it's amazing the technology that uh, women can come in and have an ultrasound of their baby and actually see a very vivid HD picture of this life that they're carrying inside of of them. And so uh, our church got involved in a concrete way by saying, all right, we need to raise money. If we're going to provide space for them, they need an ultrasound machine to make this happen. That's the big obstacle. So we said, well, you know, ultrasound machine costs about 40, $42,000. And so we said, would we be willing as a church to do that? And our church said yeah let's let's try to raise that money for CareNet in order to make that happen and how many people are in pathway you know weekly about 150 adults on average plus kids so you know anywhere from 150 to 200 every sunday but
0: I, that's a uh, that's quite a ticket $42,000 for an machine for mm-hmm. uh, for a church of that size to raise and i and i think that's just really encouraging to show uh just what the congregation did in response to to your call to help mm-hmm. redeem the culture in this tangible way Uh, This is Lawyers for Jesus Radio. I'm Noel Staird of the law firm of Malcolm Baker. We're speaking with Pastor Kurt Wiggins of Pathway Community Church in Elmhurst, Illinois, about how his local church is helping to redeem the culture in concrete ways. And so now, how long have you had this uh, partnership with CareNet in place? How long have you had the ultrasound up and running in Elmhurst?
1: Yeah, so we uh, we had to raise that money, so we did a special night where we uh, showed a movie about the pro-life uh, movement and how it's gaining ground in our culture today across the country. And uh, from that evening, uh, from donations that came in that night and other nights, we raised forty-seven thousand dollars. Wow, uh, it was pretty incredible. And so that money went towards both the build-out. We had to remodel a part of our office, and that happened last summer. Okay, and then the purchase of the ultrasound machine. So actually, last fall. After uh, 40 days of prayer, we opened it up and started, they started seeing clients uh, last September. And uh, it's been pretty exciting to see women now trickling into the Pathway office, uh, looking to talk to a counselor about what to do with their baby. And where is this office,
0: just in case somebody's out there and wants to know?
1: Yeah, we're located at 210 North York Street, Suite 103 in downtown Elmhurst. So we're just uh, uh, right across from City Hall, and uh, it's, it's a great location. So we've got uh, young
0: ladies, uh, obviously in the in the fear, the uncertainty, the anxiety of just you know, perhaps an unplanned pregnancy, something that they the weight of the world is on their shoulders. They come in, and now you've got a church uh, providing this access to CareNet and the counselors with the ultrasound. Uh, do we have any testimonies? What's going on? How is it working?
1: Yeah, well, it's uh, it's been great. You know, it's it started out slowly just because it takes. Word of mouth to get, hey, we've got a location here, and and to get the word out. But uh, our first client that came in, a, a young gal, a teenage girl that came in, uh, found herself pregnant unexpectedly, and came in considering what to do, whether to uh, have the baby, abort the baby, and so met with a CareNet counselor, and uh, I think it was Lindsay. Lindsay talks with her. Uh, she she's been trained. She works for CareNet, and she knows how to to work through that conversation. Well, after a couple hour conversation with this gal, she left and it turned out that this girl, instead of deciding to abort, decided to keep the baby and then to put it up for adoption after she had it. And so she was our first client that came in Mm -hmm. that actually then chose to not abort, but choose life. And uh, I know just uh, the end of March, uh, from what I understand, she had the baby, a baby boy and uh, just an amazing story of how... Because of of CareNet being in the pathway office, there is a baby that was not aborted, but cho- this girl chose to have life, and now is up for adoption.
0: And I just think it's wonderful that um, you know when when we're looking at our ministry silos, sometimes we think you know well that's that's what CareNet does, and they can do that, and they can concern themselves with their own budget. We've got our church; we have to concern ourselves with our budget and our things. Uh, but I just think it's a wonderful example about how local churches can. Uh, see what God may be doing in the community and partner with what God is doing and realize God's plan for a community. And now we've got Mm. um, this little baby and we've got uh, other babies to come yeah. uh, that are being saved, and there's it's it's really affecting the culture in Elmhurst, and I think that's really encouraging.
1: Yeah. Um, I can just add one of the things that yeah. they also do. Uh, I mean, they certainly are experts at uh, counseling women that are thinking of uh, you know what do I do? I got it pregnant unexpectedly, but also for women and and men that have uh, had abortions, mm-hmm. they provide. Uh, uh, Recovery support for them to work through that because there's a lot of pain associated with that, a lot of trauma um, a lot of guilt, and uh, they do a great job providing that so there's you know there's a variety of services they offer, which is really great for me to learn about and know that we can offer that as well
0: and I think when we talk about culture it can be that big concept what is the culture but really when you break it down it's it's the individual, it's the family it's how we get people to understand the value of life, the value of each other, uh, the healing and hope that we have in the gospel of Jesus Christ. And I think that's exciting when we we see that happening. Is there anything you would say to a pastor that may be considering, what can I do to uh, redeem the culture?
1: Yeah, I'd say uh, just... Take a step and try something. I mean, there's there's a lot of needs around us. And, uh, you know, whether it's a Care Net Crisis Pregnancy Center, we're also uh, partnering with Courtside Ministries that meets at the DuPage County Courthouse. Uh, it's one of the locations they meet at to pray for people going into to court. And uh, there's a lot of opportunities just in concrete ways to get involved and just take, take a step and try something. And you don't have to reinvent the wheel. There, partnership, I believe, is the way— Forward for the church in the in this next decade or more, and and finding and partnering with somebody else that's already doing it and working with them as opposed to thinking you got to do it yourself.
0: Excellent. Well, coming up, we'll talk about the struggle many churches, including Pathway, is facing when it comes to finding a place to meet. Uh, we're in America, but uh, it's just increasingly uh, a struggle. As I know, uh, being an attorney in, in the land use context. Uh, For churches to find a place to meet Where can we meet, where can we go We have this great work we're doing uh, But where can we go I'm Noel Stair of Malcolm Baker You're listening to Lawyers for Jesus Radio We're speaking with Pastor Kurt Wiggins Of Pathway Community Church in Elmhurst Uh, We're about to speak uh, about that struggle Welcome back to Lawyers for Jesus Radio. I'm Noel Sterrett, partner of the law firm Malkin Baker in Chicago. We help churches and uh, ministries of all sorts with all their legal needs. That's really our, our ministry uh, to the church is to use our legal skills to help you uh, figure out you know what you can do, uh, how you can serve uh, your community better, uh, how your ministry can operate more effectively, and how you can really be um, protected against many of the legal issues and, and, and the things that are coming almost on a daily basis to oppose the church, oppose our religious liberties, and, um, you know, keep the door open for the gospel in America. Uh, We're talking with Pastor Kurt Wiggins of Pathway Community Church in Elmhurst. Uh, Pastor Kurt's my pastor, and it's just been a joy uh, to serve Pastor Kurt and um, the other members there in Elmhurst. Uh, One of the difficulties, though, and uh, you know this very well, and, uh, you know, having— worked with many pastors in the land use context, there's really a struggle in especially urban areas for new churches and pathways only uh, 10 years old uh, to find a place to meet. Where where can we go? Where can we build? Uh, just bring me through what you guys have, have done in Elmhurst and where you guys want to go and kind of the, talk to me about that struggle.
1: Yeah, it's interesting. When we started out, and, you know, I'm a, Excited as a a young church planter and ready to go win the kingdom or win the world for for Christ. And it didn't even enter my mind that um, a building or finding a location, more permanent location, would be a challenge at all. I just thought, oh, that's going to, when it's time to happen, it's going to just happen naturally. And, um, you know, we started out, the Lord led us to the York uh, Theater. Willis and Shirley Johnson, who own classic cinemas, have been fantastic. Uh, it's been a great meeting in uh, York Theater, and they've been so accommodating. And we've been there for a number of years. Well, what we found pretty soon after we got started, uh, you know, we launched with 40 people, we get up, and we have 130, 140 coming out on a regular basis. And we realized uh, shortly thereafter that, w- you know, we're going to need to start looking for a place to meet more permanently to keep growing because we can all, we have to get out by a certain time, we can't do two services, and so we thought in order to accommodate more kids, to have great kids space, in order to have a worship gathering that can accommodate more, we need to start looking. So we begin the process of just looking around and seeing what's out there. And, uh, you know, our initial thought was, City Center has been a good spot for us, let's stay in Elmhurst, let's try to stay in the City Center.
0: So just find a property, call them up, put an offer, buy it, and move your congregation in.
1: Done, as easy as that. I wish I wish it were that simple. Um well, soon we realized that uh, the, the location we are meeting in, uh, downtown Elmhurst City Center, is is not zoned for churches. In fact, it's a district that says a, a church can't have a permanent building there. Even though we are meeting there, renting uh, on a Sunday morning in a theater and have office space there, we can't have a church building there permanently. And so we're like, oh, okay, that that makes it a little more challenging. So we began to look there as well as uh, outside or in and around the community and even have found a couple different spaces over the years. Um, there was a vacant lot not too far away. We thought this could be great. We could build on this, and uh, went before the city. They uh, they told us basically that uh, church can't build a building there, right. and that's not what it's zoned for. The Z and, word. The yeah. The zoning Zoning. Word. Zoning. Yeah. And and so we said, well, where can we go? And they said, well, really, anywhere you want to meet, uh, we need to give approval for. But here we've got some space that, you know, we recommend on the north end of town, which is more industrial. And, uh, you know, we, we weren't opposed to that, but that wouldn't be our first or probably second choice to go there. And so really, we were at the mercy of the city and where they would recommend because they have final say. Unless, of course, we came across a church building that just happened to be for sale and was uh, available to us, which doesn't happen very often. And when it does, they're usually, you know, unfortunately to say, looking to go and sell to somebody somebody's going to redevelop that into housing because they can get a better price for right.
0: it. Yeah. And I think that's one of the things that I've noted um, just across the board in Chicago and in other metropolitan areas. We've got a lot of people on fire for the Lord wanting to plant churches, wanting to uh provide a space for their congregation. And yet more and more as the municipal budgets are shrinking and they're trying to maintain a firm grasp on the, uh, you know, the property tax revenue and the sales tax revenue, uh, they're making it increasingly difficult to find any space and they're doing it through zoning. And uh, that's why we at Malkin Baker, uh, as lawyers have been litigating these cases for uh, many years now, since 2000, the religious land use law has been in place and, we found that more and more pastors are being forced uh, to uh, basically file suit in order to keep uh, their options open because otherwise they're just being shouldered out of these communities and and it's really Discouraging, I think. And I mean, how has it been for you?
1: You know, it's been a journey. Um, I mean, I've gone through ups and downs. Uh, It's been frustrating, disappointing, and especially when we find a a space that we think, hey, this could be it or this has potential, only to realize that, you know, zoning wise, we can't do that. And, um, you know, it's not, our, our intent has never been. To, we want to be a friend to the community. We want to be friends with those in City Hall. Uh, we pray for the leaders there that are in, in authority, and we want their best. Um, and so we've continued to look and look at different options, and our intent and desire has been uh, to start in Elmhurst and to see a regional church that would reach the area with the gospel. But more recently, we've— uh, We've started to shift our sites just into the perimeter communities because we thought if we can't find anything in Elmhurst, what's, what's available around us? So we've looked in the neighboring communities and have most recently found something that looks like it might be an option.
0: You're listening to Lawyers for Jesus Radio. I'm Noel Stared of the law firm Malcolm Baker in Chicago. You can reach us 312-726-1243. If you've got legal needs, give us a call be happy to talk to you. Hopefully we can help you. If not, we have a network of Christian attorneys that we're uh, can hopefully put you in contact with. 312-726-1243. We're speaking with Kurt Wiggins of Pathway Community Church in Elmhurst about the struggle to find place for a congregation that's growing and seeks to be on mission uh, with God and making disciples, redeeming the culture. Uh, how, how is the congregation dealing with kind of this, this the struggle to find properties? Because I, I know in, in representing many churches in the land use context, that pastors are, are keenly aware of just how it, it is a burden and it, it's a struggle.
1: You know, I think uh, um, like it has been for me, for our church body, it's been a journey of faith. And uh, at times our faith has been tested and we've been challenged. And, and it's like, wow, I th- we thought it would be easier to find a space than it has. And so that's why uh, in the meantime, as we've been looking for property and, and continue to meet at the York theater we've had some other things like carenet that have allowed us to uh, still make a, a concrete difference and um, you know buildings are a good thing, but they also have their own challenges and so it's not like you know we can't do ministry unless we have a building I mean we've continued to see people come to Christ and to make uh, just a practical difference in the in the community um, We've also been able to engage in Nepal and planting churches in Nepal during this time and And yet we realized that that building is a tool. And so most recently, uh, as we've been looking around, uh, the realtor that's been helping us out has helped us identify a place in Oak Brook Terrace. And so we're actually in the process right now of putting in an offer on a piece of property in Oak Creek Terrace that has uh, potential and could be a real ministry hub for us if that works itself out. But even there, uh, we're still going to have to go through the zoning, rezoning process if that works out. So there, there's no escaping it today in our culture.
0: Yeah, and I think uh, there's the mindset that can kind of creep in that if you build it, they will come, kind of like the field of dreams. And uh, in many respects, I think uh, these the churches that I've seen struggle to find properties have had to go through as a congregation the mentality of what does it look like uh in this kind of wandering place to be on mission you know where is god in this uh how much is our heart set on a building where, what is god maybe calling us to do while we're waiting and so uh, yeah. maybe if you want to speak to that if there's are there other pastors out there um struggling with that w- what would you share with them just as a word of encouragement
1: yeah i would say um the process i went through was um Kind of a shift from an attractional model uh, to a missionally engaged mindset, and and I don't think it's an either or. I think it's actually a both and that we want people to come on a Sunday morning, and and we want them to come to Pathway and 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 be part of our worship gathering. But but we really, in the last two and a half three years, have tried to equip our church to be more missionally engaged, to be making disciples uh, as we go right where we live. You know, in the workplace, in our community, at home, in our neighborhoods, at school. And, uh, and so we, we've shifted in terms of trying to equip and train our body in that regard. And that's been a really positive thing for our church. And, and I've seen the Lord use this, you know, waiting period, if you want to call it that, but, uh, really just to say, hey, today, right where you're at, how can we be on mission, taking the gospel to the people where God's placed us? And so I think we've been faithful in that. Uh, I mean, we're not a perfect church. We've got a ways to go, but we're really trying to equip our people in that regard. And, uh, we've seen some fruit. Where, do you,
0: where can people find out more about uh, Pathway Community Church?
1: And then go to our website, pathwaycommunity-elmhurst.org, and uh, you can find out more about us there, find out what we're about, uh, how to be involved in a missional community if they want, and even learn more about Karenette there.
0: Yeah, well, I, I know I, I started going to Pathway a long time ago because I found Pathway online. So I would encourage you to go online, check out Pathway Community Church. And before we close, uh, if you could just give a... One final word of encouragement, because I know there are a lot of pastors out there that are perhaps struggling to find a place for their congregation. Well, what would you say, just a final word of encouragement?
1: Well, if people are part of the church already, or pastors especially know this, but I, I just think it bears repeating that uh, the church is not a building. The building is a tool. Uh, the church is the people of God, uh, filled with the power of God, and going out on a mission for God. And just to remember that uh, you know we are the church. Uh, when we're gathered together and when we're scattered apart, when God wants to use us right where we're at. And just to encourage uh, people that y- you don't need a building to be on mission. You don't need a building to be doing the work that he's called us to. And so I just, I hope that encourages people. I know uh, God had to t- teach me that and is still teaching me that, but I just, uh, I, that's, he's going to continue to build his church and the gates of hell are not going to stand against it.
0: And I think that's just a good word for all of us because I, um, Just as an attorney, it's always good for me to remember that I'm also on mission. And at Malkin Baker, we are attorneys who are on mission uh, with Jesus. We're seeking to serve ministries, churches. If you have legal needs uh, or problems with your ministry that you'd like us to take a look at, give us a call, 312-726-1243. Attorneys at Malkin Baker. You can also look us up online at M-A-U-C-K-B-A-K-E-R.com. Tune in next Saturday at 3 o'clock to Lawyers for Jesus Radio.
1: Gonna have to serve somebody Yes indeed, you're gonna have to serve somebody